0: Hi, and welcome to the Insiders by Durham Lane, where we get perspectives from industry thought leaders about strategies that are unifying marketing and sales cycles to help accelerate growth inside your world. Welcome to The Insiders by Durham Lane, an industry podcast that connects the worlds of marketing and sales, one guest at a time. I'm your host, Richard Lane. I'm co-founder and chief commercial officer at Durham Lane. We're a revenue acceleration agency, and we help enterprise customers create always-on channels of meaningful and well-qualified sales opportunities. Over the last six episodes of The Insiders podcast, we've featured industry experts from ADLink, RS Industria, Viavi, Afri, Omron Healthcare, and Nokia. Every single guest we've had on the show has shared unique insights into the sales and marketing challenges they face inside their world. They've also been a lot of fun and great guests to speak with. They've offered actionable insights for you, our listeners, to take away and immediately implement into your own sales and marketing functions. In this episode, I'm going to be diving into each guest's actionable insights and sharing my own thoughts on what they've said, what else you might want to think about to improve the impact of your mass sales function in 2024. First up, we have Richard Jeffers, founder and managing director at RS Industria on understanding your customer.
1: Uh, I mean, you know, statement of the bleeding obvious, the more you understand about the customer's jobs, pains and gains, and the more you let them talk about those jobs, pains and gains, the more successful you're going to be at finding out whether your solution is going to be the right thing my sales leader who, you know, who joined me as an experienced sales professional two years ago, you know, about our first customer engagement. He was like, I'm the sales professional. I'll do the talk to the customers. And I was like, yeah, okay, then you crack on mate." And at the end of that half hour, he went, I'll tell you what, Richard, next time you can do that. Because I had no idea what the customer was talking about. And so, you know, you've, you've got to, you know, have an intimate understanding of the customer's jobs, pains and gains. Make sure that your solution is addressing those and not just turning up and talking about stuff.
0: Okay, so we've just heard from Richard Jeffers from RS Industria. Had a really great conversation with, with Richard in person in the studio, which is a rarity these days. My thoughts from Richard's actual insight leads us back to Durham Lane sales mantra. The first one is mantra two, professional, humble, courteous, proactive, hungry, ambitious. I always see those six words in a bit of a Tom and Jerry melee. It's our job to be professional, to be humble, to be courteous, but we've also got to be proactive. We've got to be hungry. We've got to be thinking about what next, where else could we be going? Part of Richard's view there was you've got to make sure that you're doing the right things doing them at the right time, and making sure that you're being proactive. It also led me to think about mantra three, which is be interested to be interesting. Rich's example there was we need to know about the world of our customer. We need to know what we do, how we do it, and the value that we deliver in order to be able to get into question-based mode and to to have a consultative mindset. So before we can do that, we've got to uh, be confident in our world to then be interested in their world. And finally, I'm going to head back to mantra one, which is business fit, business value developing long-term relationships. Richard mentioned you've got to have an intimate understanding of the customer's jobs, pains and gains. Make sure your solution is addressing those and not just turning up and talking about stuff. Absolutely pivotal. Um, For me, that's a 101 of sales. We've got to understand the fit. How can we add value to their business above and beyond what they're likely to be paying us the value and the added value pieces that we're always looking for long-term relationships. If we can go into any potential customer environment with business fit front and centre, it means we have to have done some research we need to be thinking value and we need to be thinking about long-term partnership and with that we get sales success Actionable insight number two comes from karen Kalinski, emir marketing and communications director at adlink on optimizing your lead capture forms
2: i would say um, an actionable tip it's a more it's a hands-on tip really not a strategic tip um, because i've seen so many bad landing pages out there so it's optimizing lead capture forms if you want to grow your business and you want to great lead coming into your website or on your landing page. Work on your landing pages. Keep it simple. Use clear CTAs. Offer value, great content. Use progressive profiling. Try to mobile optimize your landing page. Test A-B testing. A compelling headline is even better than a non-compelling headline. Test, test, test. Position your brand in a way you want it to be positioned and go for the next perfect lead.
0: Great hands-on advice from Karen there. One thing we've done at Durham Lane is really to try and understand the word integrated, the connection between marketing and sales. It's so important to understand who your customer is, where they exist, the pains and gains that they're looking to solve. And then it's important to enter dialogue with those individuals. And Karen's point around a clear call to action, having a great landing page, is really, in our mind, the first step. So once you've got someone into your world, then how do you engage them and motivate them to take action? Karen's really talking about that first piece. We talk about being the middleware that connects the worlds of sales and marketing together. Really think about how do you then move that interested party through to the next stages of your sales process, helping them to solve their problems. Problems, think about how they can develop their business and and seeing you as a partner for long-term success. Next up is actionable insight number three from Susanna Blau, head of digital demand and marketing campaigns and Nokia, making sure you're measuring the right metrics.
2: I really think that instead of measuring marketing qualified leads, we should be measuring team source revenue or at least marketing source revenue. So, connecting your KPIs to business goals. This will allow you to really look at how your buyer converted and how your buyer entered the pipeline and then how they are interacting with you for retention programs, you know, how they are ending up in new pipeline generation, which I think is a much more customer centric view because you are. You're assessing these results from the buyer's perspective, what they did in order to end up with new pipeline, and not you're not assessing the results from an internal stakeholder's perspective, like how you know your MQLs are moving to sales accepted or sales qualified opportunities. In my opinion, this will also allow you to crack buyer's intent. You're kind of reverse engineering a whole part of your customer's journey to purchase. That means you'll be able to identify patterns, you'll be able to identify specific steps that they may take before they decide to buy something from you. That will give you actually forecasting ability as well, which, you know, we always say we we want to see at the revenue table. and, And in a lot of cases, marketing is still being looked at as a cost center. You know, forecasting ability will definitely get you a seat at the revenue table.
0: Great actionable insight from Susanna there. We had a great conversation and uh, I think Susanna puts the complex very simply. I think as you listen back to the actionable insight from Susanna, you'll realize that there's actually a lot of work to do there if you're going to get that right. But it's such an important piece of the jigsaw. For all too often, marketing and sales leaders, you could argue business leaders, have been intent on measuring their own area rather than looking at the bigger picture. I think one of the things that smaller businesses are able to do more easily is look at the whole as your organization grows, and I understand this from my own experiences, is that it gets harder not to become more siloed. So one thing that I would really implore you to think about, to Susanna's points is look at your KPIs as how they affect business results and business goals. Measure, 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 but do your very best to measure the right things. And what are those right things? Those are the things that are going to help you grow your business, going to help your business to be successful and to achieve the right results. The final point that Susanna makes in that actionable insights section is around forecasting and marketing having a seat at the table being able to contribute to accurate forecasting is absolutely key for any business and marketing having a place and a part of that program will be highly highly beneficial so if you're a marketing leader out there or want to be marketing leader think about how you can support the forecasting process with actionable insights and activities that are going to help your business to grow. Actionable insight number four now from Auntie Newcannon, head of marketing at A3, on a perennial issue that all organizations face. How to effectively connect your marketing and sales
3: departments. This is not like anything new or fancy or super expensive even, but I think it's something that has been the best thing that I've done in, in my career. When we conducted a buyer persona and customer journey mapping workshop, and I think that's what most marketing units do at some point, with that we managed to do the most difficult thing to to kind of connect the people in, in marketing, connect the people in sales, getting good feedback from sales that, okay, this is what our customers are like. Then after that, putting the the results into practice after the workshop. So that's apparently not easy as well. A lot to achieve on that front, but like recently, just recently, one of my colleagues has hosted uh, excellent workshops within marketing communications people that this is how you utilize the the buyer personas, communications planning and execution and all even like exercises let's plan a google ad for this kind of persona and that kind of persona and then learn to see the possibilities how to use them in practice
0: what i love about Auntie's advice there is that he takes something that we all talk about but gives some really actionable ways to make it happen at durham lane we we act as the middleware that connects the worlds of sales and marketing together why is that necessary well because Typically, those worlds don't talk together enough, and marketing do a great job, create interest, but it's not sales-ready, and that's where we pick up the baton, qualify, and then move across into the sales world when it's ready for a concrete next action to take place. So we are the middleware, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be working with your sales colleagues and working with your marketing colleagues to create a rev-op success, as we would call it, whether that be through uh, personas and mapping, like Auntie talks about, whether it be through demand and lead generation, whether it be helping with forecasting, as Susanna talked about earlier in uh, this podcast. And if you go right back to the insiders episode one with Emma from RS Group, then we talked about mar sales. And uh, what auntie really talks about there is a mar sales world. You might call it a RevOps world. You might call it a growth ops world. It doesn't matter what it's called. It's about working together with your colleagues on all sides of the customer journey, we, we would also add customer success and account management into that process. So pre-becoming a customer, becoming a customer, staying a customer and becoming a loyal customer is uh, where you should be putting your efforts and your focus. On to actionable insight number five, this time from Paul Gowans, Global Director of Regional and Channel Marketing at Viavi on using data and analytics to guide your approach.
4: Well, you know, Richard, you touched on data there. And I think that is a fundamental element now of our business, which is data and analytics and measuring things. You know, it's the old adage, if you if you don't measure it, you can't improve it. It's often quite difficult with marketing campaigns to determine was that successful or was it not? You know, what was the ROI on that? We now live in a data analytics world. I think it's important that marketing decision making is based on data, you know, and results. There's a lot of work needs to be done up front with that. You know, it's a bit like the flywheel. It's really difficult to get going, get that momentum. It's hard, but once that thing starts spinning, you know, you get results and uh, the thing moves at a faster pace. So I would say, you know, top of the consistency mentions we talked about, look at the data right the data is telling you something i just think it's just the discipline you know associated with data and and measuring what what you're doing and determining what was successful and what wasn't it's okay to fail right you want to want to fail fast and move on to the next thing
0: great advice from paul there it's interesting for me personally because i'm a relationship guy relationships still matter and data is a critical piece. Data has become the new gold for most organizations. So I'm still a relationship guy, but I now use data to help me make the right decisions and build the best relationships. And the old adage springs to mind listening to Paul, what you can't measure, you can't manage. And finally, last but not least, actual insight number six, this time from Paul Stevens, Director of Digital Health for Omron Healthcare, on being comfortable with the idea that you can't be an expert in everything and how industrial partnerships can help fill gaps in expertise.
1: For me, I think a broad insight the that I've gained over the past years is this concept of knowing what you do well and finding others to do the things that you don't do well or to help you to grow capabilities that that may become core to you in the future. So obviously one example of that and the the reason that we're talking today is that we worked with Durham Lane on sales lead generation because that's an area where we didn't have experience in direct sales and, and lead generation in the type of market that we were entering with remote monitoring. But we also see the same in technology partnerships and actually in building internal teams as well. So it's really important for me as a manager that we're recruiting people into the team that do things well that I don't know how to do or that the team doesn't know how to do. And we have to be comfortable with that, that we're not experts in everything and our teams and our industrial partners should be bringing that expertise so that we can grow faster.
0: Great advice there from Paul, and I'm not just saying that because he chose us as his lead generation partner. What Paul does say is really that you need to surround yourself with the best people and the best partners that can help you to achieve your goals. It's something that comes across time and time again. People and organisations that recognise their strengths double down on doing what they do as best as they possibly can and then using other people and other partners to do other aspects tend to grow the fastest, tend to be sustainable and tend to develop and build the best businesses. So surround yourself with the best to help you become the best. A good example that I can share on partnership is the relationship we've developed with SalesLoft, a sales outreach platform. We've worked with SalesLoft now to standardise our outreach, the the main part of what we do as a business. And using best-in-class technologies helped us to improve the results for our customers. You have to invest in partnership. That has to be a two-way street. Durham Lane, we talk about our three P's, people, process and partnership. All three of those are essential to developing successful long-term relationships. So there you have it. A quick review of the insight and actions of recommendation from guests on this series of the Insiders podcast from Durham Lane. I really hope you've enjoyed it. It's been interesting for me listening to the insight and pulling that together and thinking about how does that help us in our everyday life. And I really am grateful to our guests for what they've shared with us over this series and some of the enlightening and fun conversations that I've had. I hope you enjoy it too and look forward to getting your thoughts and comments for our future series of The Insiders. So finally, thanks for tuning in. Please subscribe on your preferred podcasting site to ensure you are notified of all new episodes as and when they're published. If you'd like to learn more about Durham Lane and our unique method of selling at a higher level, simply visit durhamlane.com for more information. And I look forward to being with you again soon. The Insiders by Durham Lane. Subscribe today to never miss an episode.